The VO Meter. Measuring your voiceover progress. The VO Meter is brought to you by VoiceActorWebsites.com Vocal Booth to Go PodcastDemos.com Global Voice Acting Academy and IPDTL. And now, your hosts, Paul Stefano and Sean Daly. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the sneak peek of our upcoming episode on the VO Meter. We have decided, because of the embarrassment of riches we have of great guests and speakers, to bring you the interview portion in a sneak peek format before we release the full episode each month. Hopefully, it will give you an idea of what's to come in the new episode and whet your appetite, so to speak. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our interview portion with the wonderful Peter Dixon. Known to millions simply as voiceover man, Peter Dixon is the best known and most sought after voice talent in the UK and arguably the world. So Peter's voice has been featured on over 30 AAA game titles, including Fable and Connect Sports. He has voiced over 30,000 TV and radio commercials, been the promo voice on over 60 channels, been the featured voice on over 200 TV shows, and he was the voice of the London 2012 Olympic Games Beach Volleyball. Please join us in welcoming Gravy for the Brain founder and voiceover deity, Peter Dixon. How are you doing today, Peter? <laughs> Hello, it's a Peter. marathon Before, just to get I'm through a, your I, intro. A, I know, I know. I, I, I'm exhausted just listening to it. No wonder I'm tired. Uh, mm. that is, um, mind you, that's, that's been a, a career right there uh, lasting over 40 years, so you've compressed it very nicely. Thank you for that wonderful intro. Right, so you can just stop now. <laughs> I wish I could. Leave some for the rest of us, for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> well, Peter, thanks so much for joining us this morning, or this afternoon for you, this morning for Sean and I, uh, as you are in the UK. And we wanted to start out by talking about your background as a voice actor. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in the whole world of voice acting, and then tell us what brought you to founding or helping found Gravy for the Brain. Okay, good question. A uh, good opening question. What, what I would say, first of all, is that my love for voice and for all things spoken word goes back to a very early childhood, actually. When I was about five years old, I remember listening to my father, uh, my father's radio set or radiogram, as it was known then. This was a, a rather elegant wooden cased affair, inside which were impossible sounding orange glowing German valves. And uh, and these wonderful fruity voices that emanated from this radio set. And I, as a young child, remember distinctly sitting at home in my living room in those early days, many years ago, listening to these voices and thinking, wow, this is just a whole different world in there. Of course, at age five, I naively assumed that people lived inside the radio set. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I can also remember looking through the grill to see where they were and uh, imagine my disappointment when I'd, I didn't see anyone. But it, that was what sparked my interest in radio. And so radio was my first love. And I, uh, when I graduated from university, I did a degree in psychology, which uh, was, uh, has since stood me in good stead, actually, working in this, in this industry, uh, because there are quite a few lunatics uh, in this world of ours that we live in. Um, nice <laughs> lunatics, nicely mad. Uh, there's nobody I've met, actually, who's been uh, in, any, in any way unpleasant or difficult to deal with. But uh, that aside, I think the, uh, the degree was useful. And uh, while I was at university, I also did some work um, in media for the uh, 
for the BBC. I was working part-time for them while I was a student. And uh, then when I graduated, I joined the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, full-time as a radio reporter, and then subsequently transferred from journalism into uh, on-air announcing. So I was an on-air talent. I was reading news bulletins. I was uh, announcing uh, in between programs. I was introducing uh, record programs and shows. So that was my basic founding um, in uh, voice, in using my voice. And after about uh, 10 years, when I subsequently went to London, because this was all in Ireland where I started, then I came to London. I again worked for the BBC for about eight, eight more years in national network radio. It was a fantastic experience. And I learned everything I know now, a lot of what I know now, from those very formative eight years when I was in my 20s, early 30s. And after I um, had had enough of that, and I definitely had had enough because uh, uh, I felt I wasn't learning anything new and I wanted to explore new ways of using my voice in the corporate world and in advertising and in games and all the other things that were uh, exploding around me at that time. It was, it was just at the beginning of the, of the explosion in digital media and the multi-channel environment had just come upon us. And so I uh, left the BBC to go freelance one of the scariest things I think I ever did. I was just recently married and had a mortgage and a house and uh, family on the way. And I was just thinking, wow, this is a hell of a risk. But uh, boy, was I glad I took it because uh, it was a matter of timing, I guess, as well. I just hit the, the rising wave. And uh, I'm not saying it was easy. It was pretty difficult because uh, back then there were uh, fewer voices on the circuit, on the market, and they had from what I could see, stitched it up completely. And so they were working uh, a marketplace that was virtually shut to everybody else, which uh, I was determined to break down that wall, of course, and managed to do that in small increments. And so, you know, literally 40 years later, I kept pushing and got through the wall, and um, here I am on the other side. And it's, um, you know, I've just had, had the most fortunate career you could imagine. I've enjoyed every second of it. I've rambled on very long there. That's a very long sequence, but I hope it's put into context. It's put into context, you know, where I come from and what I do. But actually, that uh, that gives us a great segue because Hugh actually mentioned your tenacity and your passion for acting being some of your your greatest attributes in in sort of pursuing that work. Can you think of any other experiences or just kind of attitudes that you have that you felt were helpful for people who want to break into acting or voice acting in general? Well, it's, uh, this is one of the reasons why um, Hugh and I both set up Gravy for the Brain, the online mentoring education platform, because we both felt that not enough was being done in that area for people. There, was, there were ad hoc courses here and there. Of course, there are excellent voice coaches. And I'm sure that, you know, if you ask Hugh, he'll tell you that, uh, you know, those are all fabulous. And, of course, I would encourage people to do one-on-one coaching. But the problem with that is that it's not always suitable for everybody at the initial stage of their career, or even if they're just considering dipping their toe into the water to see if they like it. So uh, because of the the financial barrier that that presents, because it is one-to-one coaching is uh, and can be, you know, a relatively costly exercise because you're engaging in other professionals' time. Um, and again, not to say that that's not worth it, but it, it is worth it when you get to the stage where you you need to have it. But in the initial stages, we felt there was an, a gap in the marketplace for identifying 
uh, a business that would uh, help people get into voiceover and show them all the various components and aspects of it and teach them the basic rudimentary skills and show them what's required. And whether or not that's for them, then they can then make that decision later on down the line, having spe spent a relatively small sum of money to then go on to, um, you know, to, to seek one-to-one -one experience and training and mentoring with other professional people around the world. So that's that's why I started it. Um, as for personal attributes, I think uh, you definitely need to have a thick skin because uh, part of uh, the stock in trade of voice artists, in fact, all actors, voice actors as well, is the ability to withstand uh, constructive criticism and rejection. And believe me, if you can't uh, take constructive criticism and direction, then this is not the business for you because uh, every day, all of us, and I include myself in this, uh, as you do, I'm sure, Sean, and, and as you do, Paul, you know, we get rejected on a regular, almost hourly basis <laughs> for most things that we do. Uh, but uh, it's more than made up for by the uh, occasional um, times when the client uh, says yes. So I always say to people, you've got to be prepared to be tenacious, you've got to be uh, ambitious, you've got to have a thick skin, and you've got to be creative in your business approach as well. Uh, many years ago, I used to, when I started as a freelancer, I used to sit and wait for the phone to ring. Um, I had an agent back then. I was very fortunate I got an agent early on. And I thought, well, I've made it now. I'm going to sit here and wait for the phone to ring. And I was, <laughs> I was, yeah, you're laughing now. I can hear why. Oh, we've talked about it on the podcast of, many times. <laughs> yeah, I was disabused. I was, yes, I mean, I was, how naive was I? You know, the phone didn't ring. It rang very occasionally. And I remember on many occasions, um, phoning, picking up the phone and ringing my agent to see whether they were still in business, uh, which was uh, <laughs> seemed like a reasonable thing to do. But at the end of the day, no, you have to make your own opportunities. Your agent is there to support you and to negotiate contracts for you when you get them. And indeed also to put you forward for jobs. But the main bulk of the work, I think, uh, for all independent freelance voice artists must come from yourself. You have to self-start, you have to self-find work. That work, of course, can be then subsequently handed over to your agent for negotiation, and believe me, that can be very worthwhile, uh, particularly if you're starting out and you don't really know the... Uh, the, the true rate or the, wor your, the worth of the work that you're being asked to do. So those are the qualities, I think, that, that anybody considering a career or indeed who has just recently embarked on a career should certainly consider whether or not it's right for them. But so that's all I would say on that at this point. Well, you talk about the, the self-starting entrepreneur uh, attitude people have to have in order to get into the business. One of the great ways they can do that is by accessing Gravy for the Brain. So tell us a little bit about some of the specialties that Gravy for the Brain has to offer to aspiring and even veteran voice actors. I'm glad you mentioned veteran voice actors because there is a, a perception, I think, in our industry that Gravy for the Brain is just for newcomers. Um, it is for newcomers. Of course it is for newcomers. That's, um, as I mentioned earlier, it's the first port of call for many people considering a career in voiceover. But... Grave of the Brain is uh, so much more than that, as I'm sure you know, having you know, used it and worked with it yourself. It is something that is infinitely useful to people who are already in the business and even to those who have established careers. Thanks for listening to this episode of the VO Meter. To follow along, visit us at www.vometer.com. VO Meter is powered by IPDTL.